Pastor Henry Harder, the Renewal Singers, and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to What's New. We return today to Matthew chapter 14, moving on to verses 22 through 36. In these verses, we have Matthew's account of Jesus walking on the water. He tells us that as soon as the multitudes had been fed, Jesus sent his disciples to the other side of the lake and went off by himself to pray. At this point, John adds some additional information concerning this incident. He states in the sixth chapter of his gospel that when the people realized what a great miracle had just happened, they exclaimed, surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. Jesus saw that they were ready to take him by force and make him their king. But Jesus rejected the world's version of kingship as a temptation from the devil. Now, we return to Matthew chapter 14 and begin our reading with verse 23. Then afterward, he went up into the hills to pray. Night fell, and out on the sea, the disciples were in trouble, for the wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy seas. About four in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the water. They screamed in terror, for they thought he was a ghost. But Jesus immediately spoke to them, reassuring them. Don't be afraid, he said. Then Peter called to him, Sir, if it is really you, tell me to come over to you walking on the water. All right, the Lord said, come along. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he looked around at the high seas, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted, and instantly Jesus reached out his hand and rescued him. O oh, man of little faith, Jesus said, why do you doubt me? And when they had climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. The others sat there awestruck. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. Christ, we Here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. 
The words of Matthew 14, 22-36 are the focus for today. After Jesus asked his disciples to get into the boat and start across the lake, and after he had dismissed the crowd, Jesus, now being alone, went into the hills to pray. By evening time, the boat was probably several miles from shore. A storm had arisen, buffeting the boat. Between three and six in the morning, Jesus, walking on the water, came near the endangered boat with its occupants. The disciples, thinking he was some kind of apparition, were terrified and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, let me come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. There may be more involved in this incident than meets the eye. Of course, this experience clearly reveals the authority of Jesus over the elements. Since he was the God of creation, that might be expected. So the walking on the water and the stilling of the storm was Christological. It has Christological value. That is, those acts of Jesus teach us about him. But the stilling of the storm also has eschatological value. That is, storms in the Old Testament were related to chaos. They pictured coming difficulties. They pictured the efforts in the process of disintegration. So that we need to look at the wind or the storm as more than just contrary physical elements. They represent contrary forces, forces that tend toward chaos, then, now, and in the future. With that in mind, I look at several points. First, when Peter asked Jesus to invite him to walk on the water, Peter was expressing faith, certainly not in himself, but in the Lord. Peter's faith was well-placed. He saw Jesus. He heard Jesus. Jesus said, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. That was enough for Peter. If Jesus could walk on the water, then at his invitation, Peter could also. Peter's faith was in the Lord, not in his own water-walking abilities. That is precisely how we consider contrary forces whatever they might be. The Bible suggests three main sources, the world, the flesh, and the devil. There are forces that originate in an ungodly world system, and they come to the Christian from that external source. There are forces that come from within us, from the sin nature that's still there. Their source is internal, then there are forces brought against us by the devil himself. The Bible writers often focus on the techniques of Satan, techniques that are designed to thwart the assurance of salvation and to thwart our walk with the Lord. 
Our faith must never be in our abilities. But it's crucial that our faith is in Christ. He is faith's source. Second, and correlative to the first, the contrary forces are designed to ruin faith. When Peter took his eyes off the source of faith and looked at the wind and the waves that threatened to engulf him, he began to sink. Chaos threatened to engulf him. That's what the contrary experiences are designed to do, to take our eyes off of the Lord and to ruin our faith. What interested me here is that Peter was obedient to the Lord. He was in the Lord's will. When he walked on the water, he was obeying the Lord. He was not a backslider. He was walking with the Lord, and the Lord was right there next to him. They were walking in the storm. To be right with the Lord does not mean that everything will be calm, ordered, and right. Peter was right near the Lord, obeying him, and the chaotic forces were threatening to engulf him. Contrary forces are not an indication that we're out of his will or far away from him. Satan will attempt to ruin our faith when it's strongest. Third, interestingly enough, storms are a necessary part of Christian faith and life. It was the storm that convinced Peter of his need for Christ. He said, Lord, save me. That's what troubles of life should do for us. They should drive us to the Lord. Jesus could have prevented the storm. He could keep all troubles away from us, but he doesn't. We need them. Peter feared. But when he honestly faced the source of his fear, which was his doubt, then he recovered immediately. Here are the Renewal Singers with A Storm Now and Then. Storm 
Snow's a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.